expectations of men who are not men with their mm-hmm. own trust issues. And as I said before, yeah, you want the guy to be prepared, but are you prepared? And that's how you, start you, and that's how you we going right back to the beginning. But that's how <laughs> you begin to manifest that which is in you. Mm-hmm. That's all I got to say. I want to go back to what he was saying, how, you know, what the um, brothers of color are growing up, but they don't have that role model. I know <laughs> someone who grew, who grew up with mom and dad, married, whole bunch of siblings, no extra kids, no this woman, this, this, and that. As far as they, they could see, dad was faithful, whatever. Mm-hmm. This dude... <laughs> had one before me, got two, and still, but it's that, and, and my In the best of times, you walk me through my darkest days. What must have turned around? I ask myself. invest into something um so i think that goes extends beyond that but yeah i think it's important definitely i have another question too i have a i have a question that touches on that too like um do you think that it takes your yourself experiences because women go through more i feel like than in a relationship we our, our thought process and our emotion emotional state is like a uh, a tough path 
And we. I mean, well, okay, well, I don't. I'm not in that way. Wait, 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 because I ain't finished the. I didn't finish the question. The statement. I'll say this. Wait. I think women, in my opinion, and including myself, our emotional plays a huge role of what we our thought processes in in terms of our experience. So we may be like. When a guy is like, um, you know, we like a guy. We might be like in our head, oh, I know I'm aware to my wedding. We like, we do all this stuff, right? You know we do it, so don't, we get emotional. We do. Right, we, we plan the whole thing. And, and, and then, I mean, but sometimes, sometimes, I mean, when you were younger, like, I mean, yeah. I think it differs per person, but I will say women have more planning in steps emotionally than the guy does, because the guy just wants to get through from one day to the next, like, hold on. Am I right? Come on now. This is where we need the, 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 the. Come on, let's run. Again, I've been with this man over here since I was 14 years old, okay? This man could, he could, plan a whole adventure okay he could plan and he would be like and then we're gonna go over here and then i'm gonna give her the flowers and then she's gonna be like oh and then and then we're gonna walk over there she's gonna see the water and she's gonna be like uh you know like <laughs> he used to do stuff used to do stuff <laughs> to the teeth to the teeth okay to the to the to the like to the micro, to the microsecond, okay? And I'm just like, well, what, how long you been thinking about this? Cause we didn't have, we had to go over here and then you gotta turn around and look, oh, the sunset. And like, how did you plan that? You know, so I, kn I, I know what he's capable of, okay? So that whole, you know, they just don't, they, you know, we be planning nine years down the line. Mm -hmm. They take time. That's what I mean. They, it's it's still planning though. It's still planning. It's just a different type of planning. That's that's it. I want to hear what the. I want to hear what the. Well, where the minute are they plan? <clears throat> I'm just saying. For all my sins. You've been the best of times. You walked me through my darkest days. Why must I turn around? I ask myself. Miss 'Cause we I, I found that a lot of people that I was encountering, whether it be a client, whether it be colleagues, whether it be family, friends, like everybody a lot of the females had the same question on where a man's mind and his process and his perspective is. And it's just this is dope to actually get the dialogue going because we get to sit back and listen to a man actually speak about what these things mean. So kudos, yes. Yes to commitment. The question of commitment created the dialogue. Um, I want to ask another question off this, off this list. I know some of you might have to, you know, skedaddle. 
but are we still gonna, gonna get this uh, this train running fluid? What is the hardest part about commitment? I think we touched on that. What y'all think? I think we talked up touched. We touched on it. Um, oh, this is a good one. Dun, 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 dun. Have you discovered your love language? And if so, what is your top three? Yes, 86. Well, well, well. I mean, I'll wait to talk about mine afterwards because, you know, I want to hear what the man got to say. Have you discovered your love language? And if so, what are your top three? Yes, and quality time, number one. Words of affirmation, number two. And physical touch, number three. <laughs> um, and and then also, I have a question for you. Take it off. I have a question for you. For, for yes, you can. For men's wellness, do you think it's important for a man to know his love language in order to function? Period. Not just in a relationship, but just to function. Do you think that's important for them? So. I'm kind of new to the love language thing. I didn't know about it until Same. I got later in life. Same. I still don't know about it. Right. So <laughs> when I saw that question, I was hoping she actually wrote them down. You actually touched a couple of them, and I was like, oh, I didn't even, you know. Um, I wish I would have known about them. That's a whole book. I don't remember the author. Um, how you know? But um, I think it's important to understand how you love so you can be loved. But you have to love yourself first to even start that process. Um, and I'm big on self-love. And like I tell people what I do and they're like, you do that for real? Like I wake up in the morning, I meditate for like 15, 20 minutes. I see what I got to do. But I like, I just get quiet. Because I don't, once my son gets up, it's a whole different thing. <laughs> so everybody's not into meditating. But I think you can find a quiet space, some quiet time to kind of reflect. Helps. Um, I can speak all day, but I won't because I can just. Find it. Did I answer your question? Yes. Uh -huh. um, because I thought I've asked a few people what their love languages are, particularly men, just as as a topic. And well. That was the thing. I okay, so I recently went to a launch party where I was just trying to kind of be the you know the uh, advocate in the room to see kind of like how it would work with if I was at this function to ask and have conversation with different people attending this event. Some of the questions that we have here, and what I found was younger men. With the exceptions of one buck, I had to call him a young buck. He was a young buck. He was 20, 22. He didn't know. He was like, I'm only 22. I'm not supposed to know that. But I, that raised a question in my head. Like, you know, is that something that you think, fellas, do you think that that's important for us, for you to know, so that you, when you do find your Boaz, your, your rib, or your your other half or the person you want to commit to for her to you be able to articulate that to her because I find that relationships break up because either party don't know how to love each other no I'm about to send you the link bro I got you I got you we know enough's enough we don't know our love languages um so that I just had that question like is that I mean the, the other other part of that was the older the gentleman was, the more he was exposed to it, but mainly not probably didn't know exactly what they were. So is that a thing too, like that you have to be older in order to know your love language? I don't think that that's, I think, I think this, the great thing about this right here is that we're exposing and bringing up the question. So then if you're in the, in, if you're in the posture of like growth, you can be like, yo, I don't know my love language, dog, like with your, with your boys. Y'all listening? And y'all could be like, yo, do you know your love language? Nah, dog, I don't know mine. Like that would be something that could come up in conversation. Um, right over here. Let's 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 ask what are your 
love languages in your top three? Do you know? So um, I'm another person who's new to the whole love language thing. Um, as a label, I would, I guess, I would say, um, the love. I don't think the level it diminishes the level of importance to not have the label love language on it per se, because I think there's at some point everybody kind of crosses over all of them. You know what I mean? There are points in a relationship where you need, you know, words of affirmation or you may need physical touch. And those might not be the the preference or something that you would say would be like my top thing. Um, but for me, like I I had no clue about that at all. Like I was like, I, I didn't know. But when I read them, I was like, oh, no, I know. I know what I like. I know what I want out of a relationship. I know what makes me feel secure or makes me feel, you know, loved or cared about or, you know, in some ways invested in. Um, and I think just even outside of the label uh, or outside of the, you know, the marketing scheme, hey, I wrote a book, buy my book, you know, type of thing. I think it's uh, important for men as a whole to understand that it's okay to be vulnerable with yourself in in the context of figuring out like what you actually want or what you know for men we sometimes grow up in an atmosphere where it tells us hey we have to be kind of strong and you know hey you got to be able to take the hits and stuff like that and um i think it's 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 a cool thing when you start to realize you know as you get a little bit older, you start to realize that uh, it's okay to be vulnerable with yourself and to figure out, hey, that thing that you did, that that hurts. Or that thing that you did, you know, it, that rubs me the wrong way. And I don't necessarily have to be aggressive about it. But like, you know, you learn how to how to navigate yourself. Um, and I think that extends further than even just like the I'm I'm. If you haven't noticed, I'm kind of funny about labels anyway, like just having broad strokes kind of things, um, just because I feel like the human experience is a lot more broad than that. It, you know, there are a lot more specifics to everyone than necessarily just a, hey, I, I have a little five point plan or a seven points to happiness kind of thing. Um, everyone has different experiences that that kind of, you know, weave through you weave through life with so i think you know i think as a as a whole men women in general like we just kind of have to get to the point where we're okay figuring out what's going on in here first mm -hmm. like what what is what's my stuff what do i what do i like what don't i like what what do i what can i put up with what um what am i willing to to invest into something um so I think that goes, extends beyond that. But yeah, I think it's important, definitely. I have another. You've been the best of times. You walked me through my darkest days. What must have turned around? I asked myself.
for creatives because we do have from time to time a hard time getting into unions and so, so forth and we just have busy schedules and all that type of stuff so the way that we came up with it was in regards to sharing a lot of people won't uh, share uh, their experiences or they don't actually get the opportunity to share with other people with other creatives and I got to talking with folks from audio stack about doing a podcast for creatives specifically um, musicians, dancers, you know, tastemakers, um, anybody that has a, a creative streak and does a business, um, you know how hard it is to actually maintain your relationship with yourself, with others, family, etc. So I wanted to do something to kind of talk about it and also get the, the, the conversation going, discussion going. So the way we're going to actually do it is um, you have a ticket and uh, we're going to, we have a jar, we're going to, uh, Basically, shuffle it around. What we, whatever we pull out, that number is actually going to answer the question. Um, and if you have an answer and you haven't, you weren't a person that was pulled. Um, I also want that input as well. Um, and it's also, you know, a good time to actually introduce who's in the room. So, um, and everybody has like a, a business that's amazing. So that's why you're here. I appreciate you guys coming. So, to my left, we got a. Uh, DJ Larry, dope, day, dope DJ Larry, he was part of the Dope DJ edition. He is the Soka Monarch. Um, he specializes in a lot of Caribbean-based music, Afrobeat, uh, specifically Soka. So you can catch him on, you know, just catch him on Instagram mainly uh, at DJ Larry D. Um, he does a lot of events, festivals, carnivals, and um, he's definitely somebody you want to reach out to when it comes to carnival time. To my right, I have Babes Handmade by Mika Brown. Uh, she is a force, let me tell you. She makes candles, bath salts, body scrubs, um, and more. So if you haven't gotten the opportunity to check her table, check her table out. Uh, we have Miss Focused Gains, which is Miss Sarah. She's here. She is a, like, she does a, a thousand different things um, in health and women's fitness and uh, men's fitness. She uh, definitely has an athletic line, an active wear line. Um, I definitely hope you guys got the opportunity to check it out. One being uh, the proceeds go to bre breast cancer awareness. So you can check her out. She does uh, booty camp, <laughs> boot camp. Um, uh, also, her website is focusgains.com. So check her out and see if you guys can fit in a workout with her. And uh, this young lady is amazing. I've watched her grow from young to old to young lady to young woman. And she launched her business, recently graduated college. So she got her degree. Not only she launched her business. So that is Simple Secret, which is an all-natural hair oil treatment. So if you get the opportunity to check her table out, check it out. And then we have Lafigan. She's not down here yet, but Lafigan Chef, she is a vegan recipe developer, has managed to, to link up and uh, merge her business with mobilecook.com. Rhythm and Wraps has also featured and like laid out her menu. She's created specifically a menu for Rhythm and Wraps. So when you guys get the opportunity to check her food out, I hope you do. And then we have, we have Mr. Newt Johnson. Um, Newt Johnson is family and friend from, I mean, we go way back, uh, music. I mean, you know, any event that was going on, he was there. Um, and also someone you want to lean on in terms of men's wellness and self-care experiences in terms of a men's, a man's uh, perspective. So he will be 
speaking on that. And then we have Ms. Kathy Griffins, who is a licensed therapist. And we have Ms. Daphne, who is also a licensed therapist in the room. So uh, kudos to y'all. Can we clap it up that y'all are here? Hey, 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 hey. Yes. And then you have myself, Ms. Bob678. So we're going to kick this thing off. Um, I don't know, New, you want to kick off first? with, with oh, oh, wait a minute. What are we here forgetting? Mr. Bourne. We got... I know, I know. So just so that you guys know, we got Teo Life here. Teo One Life in here. And that is literally Bourne. The man, the man that I've worked with on several different projects. Um, he is about men's wellness, health. He has... Juice, you guys, we you launched it already, right? He has the juices. He has also yoga, um, and yes, men, we do do yoga, right? Right? We do yoga, right? Hello, don't play me. You know you do yoga. Um, the men do yoga. Um, he's he's in the schools. He's also has open classes, and now you can actually book him online. I did go to the website. I didn't book yet though. I gotta. I'm gonna sneak one today. Um, you can catch him also. Where else are you at? I'm at Roxbury Y a couple of nights a week. Uh, Monday afternoon and Thursday night. I'm at uh, the Guild. I do a, a thing called Yoga Hacks for people who don't feel like they can do yoga or people who are like, oh, I can't walk on my feet. I have plantar fasciitis. So I do a lot of physical therapy hacks and yoga hacks to help people to get in shape just to get back in their body. So if you feel like you're not in your body, I can help you get back in your body. So come on out. We got a lot of different stuff that I do. Um, I also do massage, body work. So it's a lot of different modalities. All right? Hey, hey, hey. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. All right, can I have one of the list of questions, please? So I can be, uh, you know, mobile. All right, so we got enough people just to pull one ticket at a time. Now I grabbed hers, I stole hers. Um, the first question I wanted to ask was, what was your biggest heartbreak or breakup and why? So I'm gonna pull a, I'm gonna pull a number. <laughs> Everybody's like, yo, don't ask me that question, B. Don't ask me that question. Let me see. Who has 89? Look on your ticket. You got 89? Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll answer it first to kind of lighten up the room. Um, what was your biggest heartbreak, heartbreak or breakup and why? Um, let me see, my biggest heartbreak. I wanna say maybe 2016, biggest heartbreak, two year relationship just in each other's way and we just realized we couldn't, we couldn't do it. We couldn't be together anymore and it was uh, either sink or sail literally. Um, and I think once we realized that we couldn't do anything functional together as a unit, we had to get up, get out of each other's way. And that was like hard to let go. And sometimes we don't do that. We don't um, see that uh, a person is not really part of the journey. And sometimes we have to drop that dead weight off. Uh, I ain't calling him dead weight though. He know who he is. Ah! Um, but uh, it was, it was, we were in each other's way and that's why. Um, so Shahid. <laughs> oh, Move that out. 89. What was your biggest heartbreak or breakup and why? Hi, my name is Shahid. Um, oh, my name is 89. <laughs> um, my biggest breakup um, was a very long time ago. And maybe, yeah, it was a long time ago. And it was. Um, mainly because I didn't want to be alone, that we stayed together. Um, and we broke up basically because um, there was a lack of contribution on the other person's side, whereas I was making a larger contribution to the relationship. Um, so I think I held on to it longer because I didn't want to be alone and I wanted that feeling of love or being together more than I was actually giving out, which I was putting a lot more into the relationship than I was receiving just to not be alone. So, yeah. Clap it up, clap it up, clap it up. 
have it up. And, and also, these questions, like if, you, if it's a question that you're not comfortable answering, you do not have to answer. And if there's anybody else in the room that wants to elaborate on that or has any type of, in, you know, any perspective on that question, please feel free to actually speak up. You know what I mean? Anybody? Somebody. Anybody. Screw it. All right, next question. Don't be stushing here because you know I got the mic. Okay. Um, what was your favorite part, or what is your favorite part about love? Let me see what we got here. I ain't looking at numbers. I'm just pulling them, okay? I don't know who your number is. Let's see. 95? Oh, hold on one second. Should I answer it? Do I have to answer it? Can somebody else answer it? One of the panelists? <coughs> <laughs> For me, I guess the honeymoon phase, like when it's exciting and um, when it's like fresh and new. Um, I don't know. That's like my favorite part about love, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't even know if I've like really been in love. Like, yeah, like I'm not really sure, but um, that's like my favorite part of a, re a relationship. Mm -hmm. anybody, anybody else? Okay, come on. What's your, what, what, oh, you, you didn't? No, you gonna answer this? Yeah. Okay, we gotta come over here now that the, the mic, the, the, the mic don't go too far now. We need a wireless mic. Uh, we, what we need to do is get some sponsors around here so I can get a wireless mic around here. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is um, Amanda Ruffin. This is one of my assistants. This is one of, yeah, I mean, Ruffin, all right. Y'all know her brother. Her brother's old, old fat, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> all right, well, I see them as my family. Um, she's my assistant. This is somebody who I worked with, watch bro. She's now mom, as businesswoman, all that great stuff. So what's your favorite part about love? Oh, about love? The fact that I actually get to love on somebody. I get to share with my world. I get to in let you enter and get to know who I am. I get to know who you are. We get to exchange on activities. But sometimes that don't happen. Just like this 89 said earlier, Sometimes you give a little bit more than you get. A lot more people are into taking than they are to giving. But my favorite part is to actually love, actually to give, actually to cherish, actually to share with whom I'm dealing with at the time. Damn. Damn. Yeah, clap it up. Don't be afraid to clap. Clap, 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 clap. Um, anybody else want to share about what they love about love? Man, come on. I know I'm not the only one. Yeah, like share about love. <laughs> I'm going to edit a whole lot around here. We're transparent. This episode is called No Names, so we can't be saying no names. Even though she said a whole bunch of names. I know, I'm going to edit it, though. <laughs> no, no. Um, for me, I think one of my favorite parts is just the development phase of it. Um, with myself and the person I'm with just being able to develop and being able to actually watch the growth and the progression of the relationship. I think it's really important when you get into a relationship with somebody that you're aware, self-aware, and also aware of the person you're with. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and, oh yeah, okay, we got one more. What's your favorite part about love? Well, for those of y'all that don't know, I've been with my husband for 25 years. 11 years married. Some of y'all know my husband, he'll be here in a little bit. Um, my favorite part about love is no matter what happens, the ups, the downs, the disappointments, um, the happiness. At the end of the day, I got him and he's got me. And that's never gonna change no matter what. That that feeling, that that bit of security is like it's like an anchor, not to be literal or figurative, but it's like an anchor. It keeps me grounded. It checks me, it checks him. It checks the kids. 
um it it always brings us right back it just it's like it's like the the ship trying to go and it's like nah you can't go you gotta come back um so that's what i like about love is that our love keeps us bonded throughout strife throughout anything so that's what i gotta say anybody else Okay, yeah, let, let's do it. Let's open it up now. And just for the record on this, every, we got men sharing, okay? So who said the men don't share? The men is sharing. You know what I mean? Let's do that. My favorite part about love is you're giving power to the other person. That power to affect your mood, to you know, bring you high in love, that vulnerability, and I think just watching what they do with it, and also feel trusting someone enough to give to give them that power over you, I think is something beautiful, especially if they, you know, they work well with it. So, right. that's, that's my favorite. One. Anybody else? I'm moving right all up. Like it, I like it, I like it. We got the ratio to y'all women and these men up in here sharing. Just saying, the fellas are talking. When we say he don't even talk a lot, he don't even express. Y'all expressing today? Um, let's see. We got next question is, how did you or have you? overcome your biggest heartbreak uh, heartbreak or breakup so quite, let me reiterate the question because it, it sounds like a two-part question how did you or have you overcome your biggest heartbreak or breakup and that's for 92 who got 92 okay Okay, okay. Teamwork make the dream work, you know? Come on over, come on over, Red Rover. Okay, sorry, did I just, did I just jack up my ear too? Ow. So repeat the question. So the question is, how did you overcome your biggest heartbreak? And have you actually overcome your biggest heartbreak or breakup? So for me, um, before we had broke up, he kept bragging. Oh, my friend's girlfriend saved up all this money to buy the house. So I said, okay, I could do that. So I saved up a good amount of money. And then I opened the mail and I realized he bought a house without me. So my heart was like on the floor. I was like, oh, he really did this. So to get over that and, you know, other things, I took the money and bought myself a brand new car. I couldn't get the house right away, but that. You know, I drove fresh off the lot at that time, and I enjoyed that. <laughs> and have I got over it? Well, I think that we've mended the rough patch that we had, and we grew up with each other. So we're not together, but we're really good friends, and we co-parent, and it works out really well. We communicate on a regular basis. If we disagree on something, we figure out a way to agree, and we both play a part in our children's lives and you know I love his children like they were mine and you know so we're still good friends so it worked out good now I want to also talk about that too is um having co-parenting and stuff like that because I I mean I was also in a 10-year relationship and having a child and you know you got you have the the expectation of being together and raising this family and having this and sometimes on the other side you don't realize both of you guys have to grow and that is a space that we're both at in terms of family and 
i think the most important thing that our family and my daughter gets to see is that both of our parents are grown are we were we have a lot of growth and we can get along and actually co parent we are one team versus it being like you know i'm going to dad's house or i'm going to mom's house she doesn't see it that way she sees it as like you know this is family and we actually make decisions together which a lot of parents when they break up or a lot of families when they break up there's like two households in our union there's like there's there's not no two households it's one household and um a lot of the times the kids can play one parent which they do very well sometimes um but with, as long as you're on the, the i think what keeps us in this phase of uh growth because we have overcome um a lot is uh communication and that's a lot of parents don't have that a lot of uh what do you call it bro uh, not broken helms but like um two what's it called there's a word for it um two households or like uh, what is it called no it, well yeah it's like um i forgot what the word is but there's a term for it when you have two parents and you have the child going from one household to the next um but there's communication that happens across the board so that's another big thing that i think is important in say it again co-parenting but there's another like a um there's a term that the school uses and i don't know therapists what does the school use <laughs> you know no but uh but but you guys didn't know what i you get the gist of it like basically to overcome is to have a lot of communication and dialogue and that's important to have um i'm going to open on to the next question let me see Next question is Hmm what is commitment to you you know I skipped it oh I skipped it I skipped the other one cuz I was going to be you know we we stuck there um what is commitment to you I skipped the question over because I feel like we've already sort of kind of beat a dead horse in that same that other question that other area that topic so what is what is commitment to you 91 Take a sip. Sip, 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 sip. I'm oh, sorry. Come closer cuz girl I feel like I'm about to pull the mic. It's all right. I'm sure. It's okay. Everybody knows Miss 567 and it's 411. All right. Well, I'll be 9, 10, 11, 12. Um commitment to me is natural as a newly married woman um thank you held down for 10 married for 90 days um <laughs> um so that's a commitment <laughs> realizing that you have someone that they're offering something where you feel as though it's a even take he's given I'm given um it feels balanced 10 years waiting for a marriage was a commitment. <laughs> it was a serious commitment. Doubt, lots of doubt, lots of second guessing, lots of should it should I stick around, you know? However, when you look at the person, you look at the man or the woman or your spouse or whoever it is that you fall in love with, if what they have to offer just sparks your insides, then that commitment just comes natural. So that's what it means to me natural organic. Anybody else want to talk about what does commitment mean to them? Boom 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 boom. One word sacrifice. Hey. it's also keeping your promise when you agree to be in a relationship with somebody i think you there's promises made and just keeping your end of the bargain both sides of doing that i think that makes the commitment work um i think it's a conscious choice yes yeah 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 did you like it would you guys take it or you can go on with the love like yo move the mic for me don't play with me um commitment 
Hmm. Do I got to Can I say something? Am I allowed to say something? I mean, okay, we okay. Yeah, let's do it. You might have to um meet me. Meet me halfway. What is commitment to you? What is commitment? Uh, so I was newly divorced when I met my current partner and I was not interested in a relationship or a commitment and we kind of did a long distance thing and I still wasn't really wanting to commit because uh, I was pretty jaded from the divorce and then he got sick and he got cancer so it just became like I'm not going to leave now and I think that's where it just got to the next level. And so he moved here. And he's uh, he's healthy, sort of. Uh, what's the word when you're not um, in remission? So that was my commitment. Um, that's, that's noble. That's crazy because, you know, you never know um, how your story is with someone and where your threshold is when you meet somebody and what that actually means. So that's crazy, that's dope. I didn't know that. Go ahead. Okay. I think uh, one of the big aspects of commitment is also like being realistic with yourself about what you're willing to, to let go of or put into a relationship. Like actually being real with yourself, like thinking about it before you say, hey, I'm gonna go do this or I'm gonna do that or I'm willing to do this or this is my limit or this is what I'm looking for. Like really being real with yourself about what your expectations are and, you know, setting your expectations at a level where you you know you're you're able to cope with whatever comes with it. So, yeah, exactly. That was, the, that was the next thing I was going to say about commitment, because a lot of the times when we say uh, commitment, um, no diss to the guys, to the fellas and any of our listeners. Um, <laughs> When you say commitment, most guys be like, what? What you mean? Committed to what? Football? Like, wait a minute, hold on. I got a game, I gotta go. Like, they're not, they, you know, moral of it all, sometimes it's hard to say the word commitment with a male because a male is like, wait, that's a long term, that means long term to them and that, yeah, a lot of the times. I don't wanna st be stereotypical. And then sometimes women are the same way, they be like, what? Commitment, huh? Um, I think commitment is also, um, about expectation and um, making sure that you have a clear check on yourself, self-checking on the expectation because sometimes the expectation is the disappointment because you had an expectation. So, yeah, I think that is. I think that's where I'm at, and in terms of commitment, I'm actually happy you included women in that category because oftentimes men get, um, I guess, stigmatized for being the ones that are not willing to commit. But so often women are also, uh, they're, oh, yeah, they're, they're unreasonable about commitment. And um, a lot of the time, the reason why people choose not to commit or, or um, a bit hesitant about it is usually because of fear. Um, fear of giving up freedom, fear of giving up um, yourself, fear of giving up um, your items. Usually when people are unwilling to commit, it's because they feel like they're losing something rather than gaining another person that can probably um, create a whole out of the half that they have to give. I got a question for the therapist in the room. Commitment. Um, if, if it's if a person is having a hard time committing, do you think that there's some personal development issues that or unresolved issues uh, that are not addressed? <laughs> Hold on, can we say it loud for the for, for somebody in the back? In response to your question, you just said sometimes a person isn't worthy, like. They're not ready yet. You might be ready. That doesn't mean that the other person is ready. So a commitment at that time is not valid. Um, it goes back to what the brother said about self, about yourself, knowing yourself and having expectations for yourself and for the other person. And, you know, 
I might be like ready to get married and this brother can't get married because he walking. He ain't even taking a bus. He walking and I'm driving a Benz. Like that's not it's not going to work at the end of the day. There's going to be resentment. There's going to be issues. So y'all might be able to cuddle, but you might not be able to be in a relationship. I feel that. I feel that. Yep. Yes. I might need you to let me come on that side so we can make the make a stretch. Yeah, so we, we wanted to talk to some sponsors about here, you know, being in the room and helping out with a, <clears throat> a wireless mic. Um, so the question was, what does commitment mean to you? And both of you guys can answer that, correct? Okay. Well, I, I really didn't want to answer. I just kind of, I liked what you said about how you can actually grow into a commitment without necessarily wanting to be in one in the beginning and finding yourself, you're actually committed without even knowing that you were. I, that's what I heard you say. But also, I wanted to know, I heard you say you were committed for 10 years and then you found marriage, right? Would you still have, yes, that was pointing. Um, would you still have been as committed without marriage at the end? No. And her answer was no. Right. Um, is there a reason why? Is it spiritual? Was it moral? Let me get over there. Hold on. That's why I got my sneakers on, y'all. I had to take off my heels and get it, you know, so I could be fit, you know, mobile and stuff, you know. Um, my my personal thought is. Back to the word organic and natural. I wanna. I wanna. I need to know that this is a forever thing because I am naturally committed to you, organically committed to you. Why wouldn't we just finish off the checkbox and know that when all said is done, I'm gonna be the one making that decision by your bedside. You're gonna be the one making that decision about me by my bedside. So really it's, it's life and death. And I need to know that the person I love is gonna make those decisions when it's time. That's real. Yeah. I think commitment is when you find someone who's given 100% and you're given 100% because 50-50 is automatically not good because you're at 100% only when you're with the other person. So when you bring 100 and the other person brings 100, all you have to do is just walk in. You're, you're at, you as a couple are at 200. The other couple's at 100% because they're 50-50, right? That's weak. You got to come with 100% and that's commitment. So I look at commitment as being like, if someone says, how do you feel about marriage? I don't, I don't believe in marriage. The business, like go and sign the paper or sign. We can go right down to city hall right now and sign some papers. That's a business relationship. But what it takes to be committed is not about necessarily the business because you could be in a relationship. Like, hey, if you stayed in a relationship for here and 10 years in Boston and you've been living with a person, you're automatically married anyway. Right. That's a common law marriage in Massachusetts. You 10 years in a house. So the way I look at relationships is if you or commitment in relationships is if you're committed, you're committed. It's not about whether or not you're married. It's knowing that you're that committed. You're already married. The piece of paper is just for business incentive. We can save some money for tax. We can save some money at the house. We can write this off. We can write off our vacation. That's it. But, you know, like if you ask me, like when people of color would jump in the broom, that was commitment. That wasn't about marriage in the sense that we went down and did something at City Hall. We were committed in those relationships. That's my point of view. That's my two cents. I agree. I agree. Now, I have one more person that wanted to touch base on commitment. I'm I, look, I'm ready. I have sneakers on and everything. I'm ready. What does commitment mean to you? Commitment to me is, look. It's all lovely and all of that stuff, but commitment is grown folks stuff. And it's to the point of you, you touched on it, it is almost like forever. For a man, if a man's settling with you, he decided like this is a point where at some point you may be his bride. And that means like all of the extra stuff is gonna have to be kicked to the curve out with the trash. Commitment is the merging of friendships. And, and that doesn't mean you're in his friendship, it means his friendships, your friendships family and everything that comes along with because we didn't just appear on this planet by ourselves and it's the merging of if you have children 
with separate people, all of those things that they all have to work in tandem. And and also too, if he had he or she had activities that they used to do, like before you, now you come in together. Then, you know what we do at home, it, it, all of those things, and you have to make room for all of those things. His hobbies, your hobbies, what you like. My, like, you know, I may, yeah, I may like to like I like to maybe I like to be at home and I want to watch Star Trek or something, and that's my Friday night or that's my Tuesday night. Or I'm just using that as an explain. Like you, yeah, like because grown folks have schedules. We like we like when we get to a certain place. We have habits, in particular, men. Men have habits. Women have habits too. You like the way you, a certain thing is done in your house, and then a man comes in and he totally leaves the toilet seat up. And then what are you gonna do when you fall in? You know. So I mean, there are all these. There, there are little and and small things make big problems. And we fight over the small thing and they break up relationships and then you have to separate families and friends and then you, you know, and you can't go to the coffee shop you used to because now she's there waiting for you with an attitude and, and all of that, you know, because you when you when you playing that song in your head, I bust the windows out of your car. And, you know, so let's be real. So commitment is like a whole, it's a whole thing. And then we're talking about banking and in particular this country functions around money. Like that's a huge thing. Yeah. If he has assets, if you have assets, you driving a Lexus and he taking the bus, like a man ain't going to say, I'm going to marry you. Because at some point, you're going to say, well, I brought the Mercedes. What did you bring with your bus pass? You know, that you, yeah, because you he going to do something janky one day and you're going to fall in the toilet and then you will come in and listen, I want the toilet. You know, you're going to. That's just how it is. It's the reality of it. So, you know, and then also, too, when you, like, some people may have issues that they come in with. Like, yeah. you know, like, we're talking either mental or other. And the, all of those things, they have to they have to take part in the relationship. Where is it going to be? Just how committed are you? When the moon comes full and I turn into a werewolf, what are we going to do? You know? <laughs> or when the child comes along and you can't touch me no more. Like, what are we going to do? And, he, and he's a sexual being, and you're like, uh-uh, baby. Yeah. The zoo is closed. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, you know, so, like, like, let's be real. When we talk about relationship and commitment, we have to have a real... And all that cute stuff that women think about, we have a completely different picture in our head of what's going on. Why are we doing this? Because we want to know what those things are. We want to know. <laughs> the fellas are standing up. <laughs> like, this is another reason why I wanted to do this podcast. Uh, because we, I, I found that a lot of people that I was encountering, whether it be a client, whether it be colleagues, whether it be family, friends, like, everybody, a lot of the females had the same question on where a man's mind and his process and his perspective is. And it's just, this is dope to actually get the dialogue going because we get to sit back and listen to a man actually speak about what these things mean. So kudos, yes, yes to commitment. The question of commitment created the dialogue. Um, I want to ask another question. Off the- Miss Five, Six, Seven, Eight Dances Report Podcast. You've been the best of times you walk me through. My darkest days Why must I turn around I ask myself Miss 5678 Dances Report Podcast. Do you feel like love, real love, is a choice you make eventually, or is it more of an intuition that you have? I think it's it's a, li- a bit of both. It's the intuition and how someone makes you feel, and then what you build after that. So 
And that's a choice to continue building it. Because there's been, you know, someone I loved, but I knew I couldn't build with them. And I had to let it go. You know, I mean, um, just in each other's way. But then there's, like, one that you feel compassion about and, like, really, really passionate about it. Um, and you can you know that you had to handle with care. And that's something that I was vested into building. So <clears throat> I think, yeah. I think it's not just a choice. It is something you have to actually feel. It has to be something you feel on the inside, which is nine times out of one, uh, nine times out of ten, women's intuition is strong, you know, and you know if you love that person or not. Um, what's the best part of love for you? <laughs> best part of love is just like having someone be that rock for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like we often have to always walk around like. They always say the line is the one that has the most pain, mm. right? All people could see is that that strong roar or your shoulders and the aggressiveness when necessary. But nobody takes the time to ask, are you okay? Because they assume that you're strong in all aspects. And I think that's really it. Like having that rock, who's that person that when we walking down the street, they energy matching, matching yours. Yeah. But- I think the hardest thing about relationships is first knowing yourself well enough to know what you want and being able to communicate that in a way that the person you're thinking of starting a relationship can understand. This is good for all y'all males and all y'all females listening. What's your um, biggest pet peeve in a woman? Insecurity. (laughs) Plain out insecurity. (laughs) Um, I'm tired of being judged. You can talk all your shit while you What's the best part of love? The best part of love, let me think. It is the peace. It's the peace because like the world world is so hard, but like coming home is not hard at all. Mm. Yep. Mm. Miss five six seven eight dances report podcast. Do you find that at different points in your life and at different times in your life you what you want in a relationship is different um I think when I was younger yeah I think now that I'm older um before it would be like not really realizing the 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 reason for being with someone um you know you like a person you see what they're about and you see how long it lasts and I think I was looking at whatever I would call like, more like um, attraction, topical. Now I look at longevity and purpose. And if this person is meant for my 
So why, when you're in, like, one of the worst experiences in a relationship, like, why did you, like, allow, it's not really allow, but why did you stay in that experience? What was it about your, like, you know, the place that you were in in your life that, like, had you staying in something that wasn't maybe the best for you? I think for me, um... The hope that the person will change. Because sometimes you can see the person on the other side of their chaos, their rhetoric, or their immaturity. You can see, you know, who they will become. So in in that respect, it's the hope. Like, I'm hopeful that this person can see what I see, you know. You can talk all your shit while you 